It's Sunday. You know what that means. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One. Happy New Year to all my fans and my supporters. And today, we're doing Behind the Curtain as we are going to go and do the state of professional wrestling for 2021. So, a lot of things happened in 2020, a very sad and somber way to end 2020 as we lost... Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, uh, John Hubert. Uh, we saw what happened on Wednesday at the tribute and the celebration for his life. Um, it was very emotional night on Wednesday night as AEW did a, uh, a, a honor, a celebration of his life. What's funny was that I saw a lot of, a lot of negativity on Twitter, and of course, you got your trolls on Twitter and on social media that would, you know, come and try to destroy a beautiful situation that they did Wednesday night. People complaining about that WWE did not do a 10-bell salute, that WWE didn't care, that WWE didn't matter. Um, you know, you got to understand, the man was not working with WWE anymore. And let's be realistic. Not everyone gets a 10-bell salute. We could go to Road Warrior Animal. He didn't get a 10-bell salute when he died. Kamala, when he died. Uh, Seuss, Tiny Lister, he died. He didn't get a 10-bell salute. The only ones that I remember that got a 10-bell salute was Pat Patterson. The reason that Pat Patterson got a 10-bell salute and Howard Finkel was because they were there with the company for years. And, you know, and these are guys who were loyal to Vince McMahon. And worked with Vince McMahon for over three decades, four decades, whatever it's been. And, you know, fans have to understand that a company don't have to do what you want. Uh, they decided that, hey, we're not going to do a 10-bell salute to the man, but we're going to do a special. They are planning to do a Luke Harper uh, documentary special at the network. So that's good enough. At least they're doing something. You know, you had wrestlers like Xavier Woods and um, uh, I believe uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, uh, Raw's Talk or Talk is Raw, whatever it was, and they were talking about it. What else do you people want? They were giving the green light and the okay to talk about a man who used to work with WWE. Now, what AEW did was beautiful. I mean, even Lance Archer said it at the uh, AEW's post show with Tony Schiavone. He said he never worked with a company that has shown so much love for the for the athletes and they make sure everybody's good. It's a, I keep hearing a lot of great stuff on AEW behind the scene. It's like a family-oriented uh, promotion. Now, this, that's not the same that could be said about WWE. There's a lot of disgruntled employees, uh, and it's not taking a shot at WWE. It's the facts. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you got WWE has a talent a bunch of talents 
that they could be used and they're not using. So we're going to start off with WWE. They state of what's what the outlook for them for 2021. Now, a lot of people started celebrating, were celebrating like crazy because um, SmackDown hit a 3 million uh, viewership. Uh, I think it was the Christmas Day. But WWE was not stupid because they knew that the Saints game was before the SmackDown show. So a lot of people stood to watch wrestling. And those maybe not uh, wrestling fans, they watch every week. But they saw and, and WWE knew what they were doing. They put a good show. I mean, they show Big E winning the, the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I think uh, that was one of them and some other matches. But they hit the 3 million mark. It's been a long time since SmackDown or Raw has hit three million, but of course they fell. They got lucky, and they landed right on the day of of SmackDown, right behind a uh, football show. The Saints, the NFL game was on. So, uh, you know, um, I'm gonna look here to see what is the what was the rating this week for SmackDown because people thought that they won the World Series, you know. Uh, and let me see, Friday night, uh, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, I'm doing this right now, they got, okay, let's see, what's the week, well, they're not even showing it, this is, first, uh, mm, they're not, they don't have it, I don't think they even have it, I don't see it here, I don't see it here, I don't know why, but I don't see it here, anyway, but the WWE, as far as the um, the ratings is concerned, um, they they well again on, on Christmas Day, and I mean SmackDown right now is way better than you know um, Raw. Um, and 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 let's be realistic. They uh, you know they just. I think they got, I don't know, it's because of probably Roman Reigns. That's that's the only thing I could think of. And right now, Roman Reigns is the hottest thing. And look, the they averaged this week uh, a 1.915 million viewers Friday night on Fox. This number comes from a first hour that drew almost 2,000, 2 million. Not bad. The second hour drew a 1.83. And last week's show averaged a 3.303. So they lost almost close to almost, hmm, wow, almost a million four. A million and a half people did not watch SmackDown this week. And why is that? Because, again, people were celebrating, and you got the right to celebrate. If you're a WWE fan and you're a, a hardcore, diehard WWE fan, you got every right to uh, celebrate. But we knew that the reason they got those 3.3 was because there was a football game before that. And football fans probably said, hey, look, it's Christmas Day. There's not really nothing going on on TV. Nobody wanted to watch the news, whatever. And they stood and watched it. That's a lot of people. Nah, but you couldn't bring them back this week. Why is that? WWE had a good show. Did they have a good show? Or they just, you know, caught almost one point and a half million people and said they decided to watch SmackDown last week. And this week they didn't. 
why but they didn't that people didn't get interested or they were just casual fans who happened just to bump into wwe smackdown and say hey let me look at this i used to watch this back in the days you know i still think smackdown is better than raw and the fact again the simple fact is because of roman reigns now this week i know roman reigns threw kevin owens off the stage and uh reports are he has contusion in his spine uh i think wrestlers taking bumps like that is unnecessary you know what I'm saying you wanna you wanna overdo it overbooked they brought back sonia deville and the word that i got was for what they really didn't do anything uh and, and, and if you guys haven't noticed smackdown has more women wrestling than raw they showcase their women's division more than raw and if you think about it look what they're doing now they have a billy k who used to be part of the iconics doing what I mean, it looked like she's uh, she she's a cheerleader. One minute she was with Tamina and Nat, Natalia, and then she was then she was with this riot squad. Um, what are they doing? What are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Now they have also Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Otis as a team, and they're saying the Three Amigos need to stop. Nakamura and Cesaro. I mean, those are. Let me tell you something. This is one thing I, when it comes to SmackDown, Cesaro, who's been there forever, I think 11 years, 12 years, this guy should have been the world champion a long time ago. And you'll be wondering, oh, but he was world champion, world tag team champion. The world tag team titles don't mean shit. Don't mean shit in WWE. We all know that. They don't mean nothing. There's no tag team. I don't care who has those belts, okay? Even, um, uh, who's the champions right now? Uh, Oh, I, I don't know. I don't care. Because it's just getting... And then they're pushing again Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. Why y'all keep pushing the same guys? Didn't you guys push these guys a year ago? You're still pushing them. To full tag team belts that... The Street Profits. That's the name. That's that's how much I care about. The Street Profits are a bunch of clowns. You know? Oh, they portrayed them as clowns. They could wrestle. But they portrayed them as clowns. And this is a problem when I want it. First of all, let, let's get this straight. Wrestlers are going to do what they are told. And if you book them as a clown, that's what they're going to do. The same thing with the 24-7 belt. I hear Hector Garza is now the 24-7 champion. What? Why is Hector Garza a 24-7 champion? Why? Because you don't know what to do with him? And this is a problem. Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon, both of them, have all this talent, and then they keep pushing the same guys over and over and over again. The 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 her business got most of the belts in Raw. Let's go to Raw right now. Her business right now. Go to Retribution, a joke. I'm still gonna say, no matter what they do now, no matter they make this faction a killer faction. At the end of the day, they are nothing but a bunch of losers because they kill. They the, the, the momentum. I mean, first of all, the way they introduced them, they introduced a bunch of, of thugs with chainsaw. They, they they broke the ropes. They attacked wrestlers or, or performance center guys. And they made it look small. Next thing you know, you bring the big guys. And then you have Mercedes Martinez with them at one point. She dipped, and that was a good move she did. Mia Yim, you got her there. She's losing to, to, to Dana Brooke. Uh, Mustafa Ali, who supposedly he was the hacker, now they added him to retribution and make it look like the hacker was a thing that they had planned for eight or nine months. Well, we know that's not true. We know that's not true. 
That, that's 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 how we do because they don't know what to do the book and they don't know what to do with anybody who thinks that any of this is good you got you really need to see what's going on here you know what i'm saying i mean let's say they go back live are you going to spend money to go see them live because i sure ain't i ain't spending not even a dime when it comes to wwe you know what i'm saying Maybe I'll buy a shirt here and there. Maybe a Legends shirt. I mean, I saw an NWO cup, a uh, coffee cup. I mean, it looks 20-ounce cup that I think I'm going to get because, you know, I'm a big NWO fan from back in the days. But let's, let's be realistic. I mean, Raw right now, as long as Bruce Pritchard is in charge of Raw and SmackDown, there is no way they're going to get better because Bruce Pritchard is picking the people that he thinks McMahon loves and his nose is so way up in the McMahon's ass that he doesn't care. He don't care about Hector Garza. He doesn't ha- care about Andrade's. He doesn't care about Apollo Crews. I could go on with the list on and on. Ricochet, who was a freaking uh, a, 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 a animal in that wrestling ring. And, and in reality, I used to support Ricochet. Oh, I love Ricochet. When I first saw him, was in New Japan against Ibushi. Kota Ibushi for the best of Super Juniors. Oh, man, I fell in love with that guy. But ever since, he decided that when fans went and supported him because WWE was shitting on him, he lashed out at the fans. Now you're not getting one support. You deserve everything that's coming to you. I'm sorry. I would support a a wrestler, but when a wrestler knows that his career is not going nowhere because he doesn't want to get the company upset, you knowing that you're better than that and you don't... No, it's horrible. It's horrible. You know what I'm saying? And as long as when it comes to WWE, as long as they keep pushing the Charlotte Flairs, these Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns, the rest of the crew, whoever, everybody, anybody who goes to WWE thinking they're gonna they're gonna be bigger, bigger, bigger than anybody else, they got something else coming. Keep Lee, they that guy was a monster in NXT. What they got him doing now? And some three-way feud between Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, whatever. The guy has not won a match in God knows how long. Okay? They push still pushing Randy Orton, who's a guy who's about almost 40 years old, a company man. And, and you know, they gave him the belt. For what? For what? They had to take it out of Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre has been a legit champion. But after a while, when you overexpose a champion, it's going to get boring. The thing is, now you're going to have him feuding with Sheamus. You're going backwards again. You're going back to what Jamie was a champion back in 2009, uh, back then, and I could see it happen. I could see him winning the belt or yet being in a feud all the way to Royal Rumble so Drew McIntyre could uh, be ready for the next guy who's probably going to end up taking the belt away from him, you know, or whoever wins the Royal Rumble because the Rumble is up th- this month, and um. The Royal Rumble is the best. I, I, I'm wondering how they're going to do the Rumble this year. Are they going to allow fans inside the Tampa? Which I doubt because uh, the uh, Tropicana Field is closed. There is no ventilation, none of that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. There goes the, your WWE State of the State of the Union, should I say, of WWE, uh, the State of the Professional Wrestling. Uh, WWE, I see them not doing anything different they're going to keep doing the same thing and they're not going to learn when they start seeing their numbers drop real real bad because 
they just don't care about the fans. All they care is about getting revenues, making money, and this year I'm going to see how in the world, um, you know, how in the world they're going to make more revenue because they still have this pandemic going on and it doesn't look like it's ending anytime soon. So stick around and I'll have more after this. A new year brings a new beginning for all my listeners that owns a business. I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you're just starting or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print marketing material, poster, signature, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx, creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We are teaming with FedEx and Podgo to bring our listeners 30% off your next order of 100 or more at pot.co fedex that's pot.co slash fedex for 30% off of your next order fedex the world on time and we're back and we're going to talk about AEW AEW the company that is probably most hated by a lot of wrestling trolls uh, survived the pandemic should we say because I started thinking about that after their last show. And not only that, they survived the pandemic, but they lost one of their biggest superstars uh, on the day after Christmas. So how does w- um, not WWE, AEW bounce back after losing a big star like that? Um, I mean, they are talking about, they are talking to other big names. Now, I don't know what the big names are, but. Uh, so I might as well just say that right now, AEW has planted a seed for 2021 that's going to end up bringing other promotions together. And two of the promotions that I will be talking about, and might as well, because these are two promotions that AEW has been working during the summer all the way to now, and that is the NWA and Impact. Impact, of course, as you guys know, the way they started the year, they gave the belt to Tessa Blanchard. Uh, once the pandemic hit, Tessa did not went to Mexico, and she ended up uh, with the belt, and she was stripped of the belt. I believe was April, if I'm correct, April or May, and they stripped all the belt. The woman never defended the belt. Uh, Tessa Blanchard has not been seen. The last time she wrestled was uh, Warrior Wrestling, and she fought. Uh, uh, Kyrie Ray, whatever her name is. And Impact pretty much this year, uh, they, they signed wrestlers like Kerr Hawkins. They signed up the Good Brothers. They signed Heath Slater. He hasn't been seen. I think he's hurt. And a couple of other wrestlers they brought in. Uh, they got Diana Perrazzo, who was the uh, knockouts champion. So, you know, for what they have and what they bring to the table is a little bit of something. They're more like ROH type of uh, product right now. But I think what really, really uh, got Impact probably pissed off, and I'm going to bring this up because a lot of people maybe never noticed, but I remember when Adam Cole and Finn Balor had their big match at NXT on a Tuesday, and on Tuesday, that's what Impact does the show and access tv that night wwe decided to put 
the Finn Balor Adam Cole match and pretty much took whatever fans that Impact had, which was 150,000 they were averaging uh, a week. They lost almost 50,000 viewers that night because of the Adam Cole and Finn Balor match. Now, does anybody thought that maybe Impact said, you know what, the heck with this? Now the big, the big bully of the wrestling world is coming in and taking our fans and using NXT because they can't beat AEW. Now they're trying to come in at us. Let's work with AEW. And when I say that, it's because look what's happening now. The NWA. The NWA, uh, the only one who's working uh, for the NWA is... Uh, who's still on the contract is Serena Deeves. I think Serena Deeves is, uh, I think she's on the contract with NWA. I could be wrong. Serena Deeves is the NWA Women's Champion. But before that, they brought in Thunder Rosa in August. Thunder Rosa was the NWA Women's Champion, and she um, went after Hiroki Shida for the AEW Women's Champion. So, even though that was a good move, but... That move, AEW should have used that move with, with Thunder Rosa was to improve the women's division. And that's I think that's the only problem that AEW has not worked on since they opened back October 2nd of 2019. And that's that women's division. They, uh, they, 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 they're not doing really much. I mean, they, they had a, a, a tournament, tag team tournament. Where Ivelisse and Diamante won the, the tag team cup, AEW tag team women's cup. And they have they have good wrestlers. They got Tanya Conti, they have Anna J, they have um, who have they got? Nyla Rose, Ivelisse, Diamante, Thunder Rosa, and you know, and you could keep adding the other one, Red Velvet, I think is one of them. She's an upcoming, but they're not doing nothing with that um women's division and they need to get together i mean uh if they decide that you know jada carhill is probably going to be one that she's going to be a, a one woman there that may make a difference maybe it's not a sure thing i never seen her, i never seen her work um they're talking highly about her but as far as the men's is concerned the fact that um right now Let's talk about Kenny Omega. Omega is the AEW World Champion. And a lot of people claim, oh, I don't like Omega. I can't stand Omega. That means he's doing his job. Omega, you wanted the cleaner Omega from Japan? Now you got it and you're still complaining. I, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. And not only that, he's taking this AEW World Championship and this whole storyline and taking it to another level. And that's where Impact comes in. Now... This month, you're going to have Hard to Kill. You're going to have Kenny Omega teaming up with the Good Brothers, uh, kind of a Bullet Club reunion, against Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns for Hard to Kill. You mean to tell me that's not a good thing? That's a plan of seed. That's the seed. And what uh, if you guys saw the interview that Kenny Omega had with Josh Matthew when they first showed up at Impact, he mentioned something about comic books, which means... Pretty much doing like the Thanos thing. Trying to grab all the emeralds so he could become the Infinity Gauntlet. This is exactly what is was happening right now. The only thing is, he's calling himself the Bell Collector. He can't call himself the Infinity Gauntlet because that's a Marvel uh, a Marvel uh, uh, title. 
So he's being the belt collector. I could see him beat Rich Swan for the the Impact title. I could see him go to MLW and beat Joseph Fatu for the title somewhere or the other. I could see him go against Nick Aldis and do something and take the belt on. Man, there's so many open opportunities that could happen. You know, working with New Japan or working with Ring of Honor. It's a lot of things AEW could do. Now, with that being said, let's go to the TNT title. As you guys know, you saw the TNT belt got retired this past this past uh, Wednesday. They gave the belt to Brody Lee Jr. as TNT champion for life. So they are about to build another belt for Darby Allen. Their team has um, a feud with Cody Rhodes. Darby Allen now Sting is back. I don't know what capacity Sting is gonna be joining, but he looks like I don't know. He looks like he could still wrestle. I don't know. But I mean, remember he has his neck injury thanks to Seth Rollins a couple of years ago. Um, so you got a lot of opportunity now. Orange Cassidy is involved in that feud too now because he's uh you know his little thing with with Taz and all that stuff. But this whole that that little storyline is i love it now as far as dark order is concerned again we they lost brody lee brody lee right now uh is gone and he was the exalted one i think honestly the dark order should just be only run by eva uno right now because there's nothing else you could do i mean you can't i mean it's like a setback for them because they were so so popular BTE, uh, John Silver, also known as John Johnny Hungy. Uh, w- what's gonna happen with them? You know what I'm saying? Because John John Silver, Alex Reynolds, as a tag team, they are great. They those guys got chemistry, and they don't get a lot of a lot of uh, credit for for their wrestling moves, whatever. But also, you got Private Party. I think again, going back to Private Party, I think they're doing much better now because Matt Hardy is with them, and they're working on a storyline with Matt Hardy, um, and they and their wrestling skills are a little bit improving. But I think they should have been way to way above another level by now, and that's that's the way I see it. Um, Hangman Page could be one guy who could be the leader of the Dark Order. I mean, doesn't sound great, but I don't know. The situation with Sean Spears. Now, Spears said he was in a, he was leaving. He'll come back whenever he wanted. But we saw him on the stage when they did the 10-bell salute to Brody Lee. So I don't know where's that going. I mean, all throughout the year, I kept saying last year that the Four Horsemen were going were gonna to be a new version of the Four Horsemen because of FTR uh, and Tully Blanchard. That's not happening. I don't think that's going to happen um, right now because I once I saw Sean Spear with the black glove, which reminded me of Barry Wyndham when he was with the Horsemen. Uh, once he threw that glove away, I knew that we we weren't going to get anything. So uh, so right now, the tag team division is deep. You got the top flight. You got the acclaim, which I think they should just cut off that rapping crap. They are good, but I don't know. They did uh, John Cena wannabes. I don't know why they, who came up with that idea. Uh, you still got uh, TH2 you, uh, Santana Ortiz need to get out of the inner circle I'm going to keep saying that over and over again they need to get out of the inner circle because they have all this thing with the inner circle is pretty much blocking they stardom okay and again two years ago 
for it's going to be almost two years that Santana Ortiz popped out and all out, and they were the hottest free agent in professional wrestling, and they ended up going to AEW. And now, um, if you really think about it, um, they're still a good tag team. Uh, Santana Ortiz are what I call one of the best tag team out there. And right now, they're in this inner circle with the MJF and the storyline. I, I don't know. Warlow, I think Warlow is going to be one guy that people should not be sleeping. The guy, he needs a little more um, improvement, but he's a monster. And I cannot wait to see him wrestle Jake Hager this Wednesday. That's going to be crazy. Miro, I think Miro was the, the only thing disappointing that I saw. I mean, he still could take it. He's a big dude, whatever, but he needs to stay away from Kip Sabian. I don't know why they did that whole thing. Maybe in beach break in February 3rd, something happens. Maybe he just turns on Kip Sabian and kills him. I don't know. Uh, does uh, the accolades or whatever the hell they call that. Sit down, Boston Crab on him. Who knows? Um, right now, Trent from Best Friend is hurt, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, so that is that's still in the works. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Orange Cassie is still a very popular guy. He's, I think... Uh, AEW, he was the breakout star this year because uh, um, well, he did Ricky Starks again. That's like he reminds me of The Rock. He's doing his thing. Brian Cage, they need to be put. He needs to get out of Team Taz. I, I, I don't know what that FTW belt. He's walking around with a belt that's worthless. They're not even recognizing that belt. So why have a belt around your 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 waist if AEW is not recognizing it? I don't know. It just it, they they have to do a lot of working. I mean, right now the seeds are planted for a cold promotion thing with them. They still New Japan is the big big. If they get to work with New Japan, it's over for WWE. I'm telling you right now. Everybody be like, oh, but WWE is the biggest. No, we're not talking about money here. We're talking about storyline. We're talking about wrestling matches. Okay, if New Japan does. A co-promotion with AEW, NWA, and Impact. Okay, and you could th- and remember, New Japan works with Ring of Honor, New Japan works with CMML, AEW works with AAA. So we're talking a big co-promotion, and they all start working together. Uh, WWE is gonna have to step up the game real, real bad. You cannot be giving us this bullcrap matches to give in SmackDown Raw every week. And your pay-per-views are good, but no. So that's the, I think that's the big key for AEW this year if they get to work with New Japan. Okay? If they get to work with New Japan, they're already working with NWA. They're working with Impact. Tony Khan is willing to work with everybody. This is not the same thing could be said about WWE. And the reason I say that is because WWE worked with Evolve, and what they did, they bought them out. They took all the library and said, okay, we don't need you. So, nobody wants to work with a company like that. They're going to steal their freaking library. That's being a bully. Like WWE's been for the last 27 years. So, we'll be right back with more after this. Today's episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the league's teams and players you love if you enjoy our show and are looking to buy a new jersey sweatshirts or hats you can support us by going to potgo.co slash fanatics 
and getting 25% off your next order. That's pot.co slash fanatics. Fanatics, the officially licensed everything. We're back. So we're going to talk about the king of sports. We're talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and New Japan Pro Wrestling had a kind of a rough year. For the simple fact, because of the pandemic, they had their Wrestle Kingdom in the beginning of the year with two shows, back-to-back nights plus New Year's Dash. We saw Minoru Suzuki versus uh, John Moxley on New Year's, uh, I think it was in February, if I'm correct. Uh, we saw the, um, the Naito win the double belts, winning the IWGP Intercontinental Champion and the IWGP World Title. So now he holds both of them. He lost the belt back to Evil in, um, I think it was in June or July in Dominion. When Evil turned on the Ingobernables de Japón. And, you know, right now, the Never the never Open World, uh, Never Open Champion right now is Shingo Takaji. The sixth man is the, uh, I believe, is Goto, Ishii, and, oh my God, Joshihashi. Um, so, and then we have the tag team, IWGP Tag Team Champions, Dangerous Tucker, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. And then we have the IWGP Junior Champion. And that's Desperado and Kanemura. Now, speaking of Desperado, I don't know if you guys saw the um, the World Tag League and Super Junior Finals. Where Hiromo Tadahashi wrestled Desperado in the finals. And he got unmasked. Um, that was very weird. I don't know if he's going to come back and wrestle with the mask or not, but that that match was great. But New Japan did suffer a setback in March once the pandemic hit in the, in the global world. Uh, they were about to do the anniversary show when they had to cancel almost pretty much almost three months worth of shows. They had to uh, Duncan 2 got canceled. Uh, what else got canceled? The, the New Japan Cup got canceled even though they did in June the uh, anniversary shows got canceled so they suffer a little bit so everybody was wondering when is New Japan coming and me as a big New Japan fan I am that's like my number one uh, promotion for me uh, I felt empty without them around because now there's not really nothing happening in New Japan I was doing these podcasts and nothing with New Japan finally in June they were able to open up with no fans no crowd and and we saw Mr. Evil win the IWGP and the Intercontinental titles from Naido after the day before he wins the New Japan Cup and turns on Naido and joins Bullet Club. Um, and then, um, as you guys saw, uh, Naido went and got his belt back in Summer Struggle. Uh, before that, Hiromu Tadahashi uh, challenged Evil for the world title. And Evil ended up beating him. Um, and then there was rumors that there was going to be problems in the Bullet Club because at that time, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, uh, Hikaleo, uh, Jay White, um, who else? Uh, Kenta, Balak Fale were not in the country of Japan. Um, and Fatasma also. They only had the Tokyo pimp Takahashi. 
they had a uh, bone soldier Ishi Tajimori, or Ishimori uh who else uh ghetto um who was uh with ghetto and a couple of other guys they were just a japanese faction chase Owen wasn't there either it is finally finally after uh evil lost the belt now there was question uh who is the leader of bullet club because at that time Evil had the world the world titles if you want to count the double belts so Jay White kind of like didn't say nothing. It wasn't until G1 Climax where we saw the almost the implosion of Bullet Club when uh, the Tokyo Pimp pretended he was going to um, he was going to um, that he was going to let Jay White pin him and he almost pinned Jay White. Jay White went crazy and beat him up. Um, so so Ghetto um uh, you know, um, still with Jay White. So there's a lot of questions coming up now. The World Tag League just finished. The, everybody, everybody from Bullet Club is back in Japan. So now I'm just going to sit back and wait to see what happens with Evil. If Evil is going to turn on anybody. Because now Evil brought Dick Togo. And in the World Tag League, uh, matter of fact, everything started when... Kenta went for the two sweet and Jay um and Evil decided not to give it to him. And not only that, Dick Togo got involved in that match, costing Kenta Kenta a win in the G one climax. And that's it off Jay White to really question Evil. So I believe this is just my thing, that there's gonna be something gonna happen on New Year's Dash this year. I, I can see that happening. Um and it could be with Bullet Club. But if you think about it, Bullet Club dominated most of New Japan this year. Evil, again, like I said, Evil turned Bullet Club. He won the IWGP and the Intercontinental Belt. Kenta won the New Japan Cup USA. He's walking around with a with a certificate to challenge John Moxley, who's still the United States Heavyweight Champion, uh, IWGP Champion, uh, US IWGP Champion. Let me correct that. Um, he still has the belt. He just made the year, but he hasn't been able to travel because of the restrictions. Then we had the Gorillas of Destiny. They won the World Tag League. And now they, they beat Dangerous Tucker in the tournament. And now they're up for a shot at them. Um, so they won the World Tag League. And Phantasma just won the New Japan Cup for the second straight year. So if you think about it, all these tournaments in Japan, all these guys from Bullet Club won it. Bullet Club right now is the most dangerous faction right now but it looks like it's going to implode you know what i'm saying uh okada pretty much made a comment online talking about that he um would like for everybody to get together including wwe to make a big big show because of the the economy pandemic a lot of trust me a lot of other companies are not going to want to work with wwe even if it's a big super show because wwe is shady and i don't care i'm gonna keep taking shots at them after what they did to evolve Yes, they are shady. Okay. Um, so, Okada right now this year was out of the picture, and now he's in a feud with Will Ospreay, which that was a very, very uh, surprising thing when Ospreay turned on Okada, and now he got his own faction called the Empire. You got Great O'Connor, Jeff Cobb in it. I think they're still going to bring somebody else in it. Chaos right now, as far as a group, they are not as strong as they were maybe two years ago. They don't have that. Then Gobernado de Japón, same thing. 
Uh, they only got who's in there? They got uh, Naido, Bushi, Sonata, Tengo Takaji, and uh, I think that's about it, right? There's only four of them right now. Oh, Hiromu Takahashi. So it's five of them. So that 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 group's still strong, uh, and they still carry belts. Chaos has just dissolved. I mean, they're not as they got belts. But they got a six man belts, but. Yano's still around. He became the unanimous Takino Pro Wrestling for 2020. So he won something. But New Japan's looking good. And there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, I haven't seen him in a while. And I don't know if he, he's in um, pretty much um, uh, healing himself after that grueling um, uh, G1 Climax. He had, I want to see... Um, him and Taishi, I want to see another one-on-one match because uh, who's going to be leader of, of Suzuki Gun? Um, so that's going to be interesting, but we'll see. But we'll be right back with more. Today's episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gears to show your support for your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, but that doesn't mean you can't watch basketball from your couch in style. We are teaming up with the NBA and Pot Gold to bring our listener up to 75% off on select items. Yes, you heard that right. Go to potgold.co slash NBA for up to 75% off selected items from the NBA store. The NBA where amazing happens and we're back so now we're going to be talking about ring of honor and major league wrestling ring of honor uh they right now are still look like they are in a rebuilding stage but uh they have a couple of factions there that i think is going to make a whole lot of difference i mean as last thing i checked was final battle i didn't get to watch the whole show but it looks like the Foundation and La Faction and Gobernables, led by Roche, is about to have a big feud. The uh, the Vincent and Bateman versus Michael Bennett and Matt Taven, that feud is not over after what they did to Mike Bennett, which I think Vincent, when he hit the chair shot on Michael Bennett's leg, I think he messed him up because I remember right after that, Michael Bennett announced that he was going to be out for six weeks with a hairline fracture in his ankle. I mean, that was a bad shot that he did in that tag team match. So I think that feud is not over. Uh, Ring of Honor right now, as far as the tag team is concerned, they still got Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham as the champion. They added another title, which is the ROH Pure Champion, which is held by Jonathan Gresham, who won a grueling uh, tournament to win that um so the briscoe brothers are still there shane taylor who i still think he's going to be the future of that company he's one guy i mean people just look at him and think that he has no wrestling skill that guy when it comes to the mic and when it comes to the wrestling he that guy is on point a lot of people don't give him that guy a lot of credit um he um so he's going to be someone that you got to look out for um, right now, as far as the Ring of Honor is concerned, you got to give it time because they they are very strict with their protocols. They they, they they have everything on point, and they're not trying to have 
Eb, uh, how you call it? An uh, a spread, a super spreader inside the facility in in Baltimore. So, um, so we know, we don't, we know. And then the question is, Marty Scroll, he's still part of Ring of Honor. That guy has not been seen since the 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 uh, Speak Out movement that happened this summer. He's still putting pictures up on Instagram. I don't know what if he's coming back. Uh, he's gonna if he's gonna do something. Uh, we don't know. That's very sad not to have um, to put it this way, not to see this guy wrestle anymore. And I know what he did was messed up, but you know, uh, people do mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Even though the girl was real young, and would I take him back as a fan? Mm, that that's kind of hard to say. But Marty Scroll. I met the guy at a, at a signing in House of Glory. Very cool cat. It's just sometimes when you do things in the past, you think it's not going to come back to haunt you. It does. Let's put it that way. It does. And so we will see what's going to happen with him with 2021. David Boyd Smith Jr. left Major League Wrestling, as you guys know. Joseph Fatu is still the world champion in Major League Wrestling. I think his biggest challenge is right now Alex Alexander Hammerstone, that guy's a monster. I um, can't wait to see them go at it. ACH, I think, is again back in Major League Wrestling, if I'm correct, or Leo Rush also. So Major League Wrestling just opened December. They getting back their stuff together. Marion Reed is still the middleweight champion. Um, and Jordan Oliver, those two guys, you got to watch them. They're going to be big names. Um, so right now, um, there's hope. There's a lot of hope when it comes to wrestling. Uh, and again, I, I was talking about AEW earlier about this state. Major League Wrestling has a good working relationship with AEW. Even though some of the wrestlers, like, for example, Brian Pillman Jr., decided that he didn't want to work for MLW. And I think right now he just gave up his Ohio Valley Championship and he, he um, vacated it. So now he's going to be with AEW. I guess he got a... He has a, a contract. So I guess MLW let him go, or he's still probably working with MLW the last bit of the contract, like they were doing with MJF. And, you know, that's the best way to do it. These wrestlers, sometimes they want to they, they forget this contract. you got to fulfill your contract. You can't be jumping to another promotion because you don't know if that promotion is has a working relationship. And MLW, you know, MLW and AEW had had a working relationship in the past because Jimmy Havoc, MJF were working with MLW, but yet they were signed with AEW. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know, but I, I think uh, MJF did not wrestle one match at all for AEW until his contract with MLW was over. So, I know that for a fact. Um, so, as far as other promotions, United Network, uh, United Wrestling Network, is uh, is David Marquez. He, I know NWA has a working relationship with them. Again, guys, and I keep mentioning it over and over again because a lot of people doesn't pay attention because everybody's stuck with watching AEW, WWE. There's a lot of young talent out there. One guy in particular, like I've been mentioning, I've been promoting this guy for a long time since September when I first saw him in New Japan Strong, and that's Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight is one guy that I gave him Probably another couple more matches and AEW is going to end up signing him. He's up to, he's supposed to fight Fuego the Sword this week at AEW Dark. So that's going to happen. Um, and I think it's this Tuesday coming up. So 
if the guy continues going the way he did, he's going to get signed. His match with Ray Phoenix was a classic for AEW Dark. I haven't seen a match like that in a while. If a guy with his potential and with his skills, AEW cannot let him go. Cannot let him slip slip off the off the grip. Because I, I just seen him. I just saw the New Japan Cup uh, yesterday because I haven't had a chance to watch it. And he was in there with J.R. Kratos, another big monster, which I think should be signed either with MLW or NW. I think he's a... I think he's an uh, uh, NWA world champion with somebody else. I forgot who his tag team partner is, but he's ta- he's the world champion, NWA world champion. But you can well see that there's a lot of guys out there. Papa Wesco, who is Danny Limelight's tag team partner. And the Bodega, which I promote their shirts online. I've done it. I, I put this shirt. I bought this shirt. Papa Wesco is another guy, the one Latin chain gang. This guy is a monster. There's a lot of talent. Thunder Rosa, a lot. Thunder Rosa is like right now my favorite female wrestler, right now. You know what I'm saying? Not because she's Latina and I'm I'm Latina descent, Latino descent. It's the woman has skills. She's no joke in that ring, you know. And um, and I think I think there's a lot of talent out there that people gotta watch. Top Flight, that tag team in AEW is very good. Nineteen, one is nineteen, one is twenty. Young talent. Um, you gotta watch them. Um, so it's, listen, there's a lot, a lot of, of indie wrestlers out there who, as a matter of fact, even in the New York scene, even in an independent scene, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that hasn't had a chance to showcase their stuff because of the pandemic. But if the opportunity is given to them, and this is why I like about AEW Dark, you see one guy, you like him. Danny Limelight to me and my book caught my eyes when he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Alex Quest is another guy. It's another guy that I like. He's pretty good. I haven't seen him wrestle again, but that's another guy. There's a lot of wrestlers out there in the indie scene that that it could be signed with with a, prom- a promotion that is about wrestling, not sports entertainment. And you, and no, you go. To, it's like let me put it this way: uh, Alex Zane and Russ Taylor. Those two guys ended up going to NXT, and I felt bad because Alex Zane. I love Alex Zane. And Russ Taylor, I saw him part of the uh, Team Filthy with Danny Limelight, J.R. Kratos, and Tom Lawler. And he got signed by NXT. And when I see things like that, it's like, okay, you're in NXT. I like NXT. NXT, let the guys wrestle the way they want to wrestle. But once they go to the main roster, now nah, they're done. Their career is over. I'm sorry. And whoever don't like what I'm saying, it's the truth. Facts are facts. So that is it for today, guys. Uh, before I leave... Um, I just want to let you guys know that tomorrow and Tuesday, or the tomorrow, the tomorrow morning, while you guys, most of y'all sleeping, don't forget, Wrestle Kingdom 15, night one tomorrow. There's uh, words from New Japan authorities and Tokyo authorities that there is an emergency because of the pandemic. Uh, they're about to do an emergency lockdown again. Uh, Kevin Kelly said that uh, according to him, the Wrestle Kingdom is still going to go on. They do, he does not know they're going to allow wrestling fans inside the Tokyo Dome because they were going to leave uh, 25,000 people in there. Tokyo Dome is huge. And um, he does not know, they said, whether they have fans or no fans. Wrestle Kingdom is still going on. So let me give you the rundown real quick for night one. So the 
the big matches so far for night one, they have Kenta and Juice Robinson was supposed to have wrestle each other, but that's not going to happen. Before that, they're going to have a 22-man New Japan Rumble. They usually do that every year. So Kenta was supposed to fight Juice Robinson for the certification for the IWP US title match. Now, um, uh, somebody else, I forgot what was, uh, Kojima. Kojima is wrestling Kenta for that match, replacing Juice Robinson. Uh, Hiromo Takahashi will wrestle in Phantasmo. The winner of that gets to fight Ishimori on night two. The Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa, will fight Dangerous Techers, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to wrestle Great Okan, and I don't know how he's going to do because they did damage on that knee again. Takahashi is not looking like the Tanahashi, actually. It's not looking like the old Tanahashi who ruled uh, the New Japan for many years. Will Ospreay versus Kosuka Okada. That's going to be very interesting. Um, so this they're going to continue. And then the IWGP Heavyweight and the Intercontinental Championships are on the line as the Suja Naido versus Kota Ibushi on night one. Night two has the winner of the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship. Either Naido or Kota Ibushi is wrestled Jay White for that belt. Sonata versus Evil. The Never Openweight Championship, Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Itachi Ishimori versus either Hiromu uh, Takahashi or Erfatadmo. IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion at Desperado and Shinobu Kanemaru versus Takushi and Master Wado. And then they're going to have uh, the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 Four Ways, the winner of the New Japan Rumble the night before. So very interesting for night one and night two, which will be Monday, which will be tomorrow, January 4th, night one of Wrestle Kingdom, and January 5th, Tuesday, night two. So I'm very looking forward to this. This is one of the best shows that I love watching Wrestle Kingdom. It's like the WrestleMania in Japan. So, guys, pay attention to that. That's going to be, and I will be talking about it on, on my show on Thursday with the AEW review, give you my feedback on who won and who lost in, the, in that, in those shows. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, so, again, if you guys want to uh, check me out, again, I am no longer part of the Unhitched Sports Network. We decided to part ways, respectively, uh, for our brand. So um, I'm writing solo right now. So if you guys want to listen to my shows, guys, you could go to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, who else? Amazon Podcasts, and any um, podcast platforms that you guys like to listen to your audio show. I also have a YouTube channel called the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Um, so you guys can check that out. Um, so. Check me out and hit the links on top of my YouTube channel so you can find more information about me through my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I also got a Twist channel, which I rarely been in, but I'm going to try to start doing that in 2021. Uh, so again, guys, be on the lookout. Somewhere this month, I will be advertising my shirts on, on, either on Twitter um, very soon. So you guys can check it out on my, my merchandise. It's coming soon. And you can pay through PayPal if you would like the shirts once I start setting them up. I got three different type of shirts, three different um, um, 
design so you guys can check it out until then guys stay safe wear that mask stay six feet apart protect yourself protect your family have a happy new year i am the ultimate one from new york city until then i'll see you guys thursday for the aew dynamite review Thank <laughs> you.